Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. There are a lot of reasons as to why a game can fail. From not having enough money, to not having enough time, to the manager being a git, tons and tons of things can kill a project before it makes it to release. But sometimes the truth of a project's failure isn't immediately clear, and only comes out in post-mortem journalistic reports. So with that in mind, I'm Josh from WhatCulture.com, and these are the 10 real reasons why these video games failed. Number 10, it released way before it was finished, Knights of the Old Republic 2. You'll find that a common issue with Obsidian Studios' games is that they can be, well, unpolished. For one reason or another, they have a tendency to either release games before they're ready, or release them in a state where heavy patching is required afterward. And one of the most famous examples of Obsidian's lackluster time management is Knights of the Old Republic 2. This one sits at the bottom of the list due to its reason being the simplest of them all. It was just flat out not finished in time for release. This resulted in a ton of bugs, some of them even game-breaking, and the story not feeling finished, mostly due to the third issue, which is that entire swaths of the game simply were unfinished. Now, the Star Wars fandom being what it is, naturally there are tons of free patches and mods for the game that more or less fix everything that can be fixed in this title. And they even expand on unfinished elements. But even after all of these years, they're just band-aids on an injury that needs a cast. Funnily enough, the same issue also hurt Fallout New Vegas, where the team were given a mere 18 months to craft a sprawling RPG. Like, guys, Obsidian great, but they're not miracle workers. Number 9. EA Interfering at Every Turn Ultima 9 Ascension It is no secret that EA is one of the most hated companies in the entire gaming industry. Hell, they've literally been given the award for worst company in America several times over. There are plenty of reasons as well for fans to have issues with them, but for classic CRPG fans, that reason comes in the form of what they did to poor, poor Origin systems. See, if you thought EA closing down studios that they set up to fail in the first place was a new thing, well, oh no. They've been doing it for literal decades, and Origin was one of their most famous victims. Once one of the founding fathers of computer gaming, the Ultima series was reduced to a joke in a one-two punch of the unfinished Ultima 8 Pagan and the truly disastrous Ultima 9 Ascension. And both failures have one thing in common, and no prizes for guessing what it is. As you can imagine, EA interfered in the development of Ultima 9 pretty much every single turn. From cutting development time to forcing them to use an engine Origin wasn't familiar with, to, of course, taking it out on Origin when the game came out, and, of course, doubly, getting them absolutely eaten alive because of it. Number 8. Trying to compete with Overwatch, Battleborn. Overwatch conquered the world when it first came out, so, like with anyone foolish enough to drop a game the same weekend as a new Call of Duty, anyone who tried to compete with Overwatch in its first few years on release was doomed to failure. But still, that didn't stop 2K Games from trying anyway with 
Battleborn. And to be fair, Battleborn was fun in its own right, but to be frank, Overwatch at this time was still completely untouchable. Battleborn, like Lawbreakers and other character-based arena shooters that came after it, simply didn't have a leg to stand on when it came to getting people into what many saw as a simple ripoff of a more successful product. Which, you know, isn't a completely inaccurate view of what Battleborn was. Number 7. Prey was forced to be a reboot, Prey. Prey 2017 is one of the best games of the last generation. As a sci-fi immersive sim, there's been nothing quite like it recently that focuses so much on player agency and allowing them to mess with the systems to incredibly creative results. Sadly, only me and a handful of other superfans actually think that, because Prey absolutely tanked sales-wise, rendering it a financial failure in the eyes of publisher Bethesda. However, the reason for that failure to resonate with fans could be down to a simple issue, the name. See, Prey is broad broadly a reboot of the Prey franchise, which is itself kind of not a franchise anyway because Prey 2 was famously cancelled, but I digress. However, this new version had little to do with the last, sharing no characters and changing the gameplay around. Consequently, many fans were left scratching their heads, wondering why this was even called Prey in the first place. Throw in some frustration that the original Prey 2 was never made, and there was plenty of confusion over what the game actually was. However, it was revealed that the developers never actually set out to make a Prey game in the first place when they sent their initial pitch in. According to the Noclip documentary released on the game, calling it Prey at all was the only way it would ever get made, a concession the studio made to the publisher to see their vision out. Number 6. Severely Mismanaged Releases Destiny The development of the original Destiny is a case study in how Murphy's Law can be a developer's worst nightmare. Basically everything went wrong while making this game and at the worst possible time that it could have gone wrong. But even a game with this troubled a development could have salvaged itself if it got its release down pat. But uh, yeah, it didn't get that right either. Destiny's launch was riddled with problems that took way longer to solve than it should have. One of the biggest albatrosses around the neck of the initial launch though was the head-scratching decision to more or less nix the entire story before the game launched, a mere six months according to a great report from journalist Jason Schreier. The developers would of course remedy this over the coming months, but an already controversial release was given an even higher uphill battle to fight because of this. It's no wonder that Bungie made an entire sequel with the sole purpose of calling a do-over, and the fact that they even got to do that speaks to how much leeway the gaming public affords companies like Bungie. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This 
This podcast is brought to you by Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it just makes hiring all in one place so easy because you just get unparalleled access to job seekers. Plus, listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash WCG. Just go to Indeed.com slash WCG right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash WCG. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. G. Number five, rushed out before the contract expired. Tony Hawk, Pro Skater 5. When you buy the rights to adapt an IP into a piece of media, you'll more often than not have to accept the fact that if you want to keep the IP, you have to, you know, use it. You can't just sit on it. Which, besides being the reason why Sony is so desperate to make a Morbius a thing, is hypothesized to be one of the main reasons why Tony Hawk Pro Skater 5 was such a colossal train wreck. The Pro Skater franchise's heyday was already well behind it at this point. But what definitely definitely didn't help matters was the fact that, according to a Vice write-up, Activision could have rushed the game to release way before it was finished just to make sure that they could cash in on the game one last time before the contract officially expired and they had to consider renewing. This naturally led to Pro Skater 5 being a complete embarrassment when it hit store shelves, not helped by the fact that on top of the rush job, development was handed to developer Rob Modo, who are infamous among Pro Skater fans for doing the first terrible remake. So Unfinished was the released game that Activision had to release patches and updates with file sizes that are normally reserved for anything made by Rockstar. And even then, the game was still a fundamentally poor experience. Number 4, Crunch and Hubris, Cyberpunk 2077. Cyberpunk, after almost a decade of being teased by developer CD Projekt Red, was finally released to near-universal hatred at the end of 2020. In the aftermath, journalists, desperate to learn why CD Projekt Red wants the golden boy of Western RPGs had failed so spectacularly, latched onto the intense crunch that the studio allegedly forced the dev team to endure in order to meet its release schedule. The story goes that the developers assumed that they'd probably finish work on the game in 2022. So when a 2020 release date was announced, they couldn't believe how much work they had ahead of them. And that definitely was part of the reason the game turned out to be such a mess, but it goes deeper than that. See, CD Projekt Red made The Witcher 3, one of the most beloved and acclaimed RPGs ever made. And because of that, the heads of development got into their heads that they were the top dogs and that nobody could touch them. That kind of mindset is poisonous to any kind of art creation though, let alone video games. Add the intense crunch of its dev team on top of that, as well as a creative vision that apparently couldn't decide whether the game should be The Witcher or GTA, and you get a toxic cocktail that led to one of the biggest embarrassments of any video game company in the industry's history. Number three, trying to make it something it isn't, Dead Space 3. Dead Space 3 was doomed from the start. EA essentially gave themselves a self-fulfilling prophecy with this one, coming right out and saying months before launch that the sequel needed to sell 5 million copies to justify itself, and that's a lot for any franchise, let alone something as horror-focused as Dead Space. Even worse, to hit the broadest market possible to get these expectations, EA tinkered as much as possible behind the scenes, wanting a more action-focused game this time around. Consequently, 
Dead Space 3 lost a lot of the horror elements that made the previous games such hits with players. Hell, according to a great Eurogamer report, the devs had cool ideas for how to actually implement co-op in a scary way with asymmetrical gameplay, but those ideas were eventually tossed out. Throw on top of this a microtransaction system which broke the core weapon progression and pissed everyone off, and you had a Frankenstein's monster that pleased no one. If EA just let Dead Space be Dead Space and play to its horror strengths, then it might still be here to this day. Number two, forced to use an incompatible engine, Mass Effect Andromeda. I really honestly didn't intend to focus so much on EA during this list, but well, here we are again. I promise this isn't personal. BioWare Edmonton is usually the team behind all of BioWare's games, but for the long-awaited sequel to one of their two flagship franchises, EA outsourced development of Mass Effect Andromeda to BioWare's then new studio stationed out of Montreal, which isn't a problem in itself, but EA couldn't leave well enough alone. Instead, the company apparently interfered with development at practically every step. Most notably, like with Dragon Age Inquisition, they forced the team to use the Frostbite engine, so that EA could avoid having to pay royalties for using a different one. Now, the Frostbite engine itself is a perfectly great piece of kit, but it's hardwired for first-person shooter games. So, what this means is, when it's used to create first-person shooter games, say, like DICE's Battlefront 2, the engine absolutely soars. But when applied to third-person RPGs like Dragon Age Inquisition or Mass Effect Andromeda, well, it kind of falls flat on its face because it wasn't built to build those games. Now, Bioware Edmonton had enough experience with Frostbite to kind of figure out how to get Inquisition over the finish line just about intact, but this was not a luxury afforded to Bioware Montreal, again, according to another Jason Schreier report. Apparently, this team had to figure out how to make this engine made for strictly first-person shooters work on a third-person RPG. RPG, while also making said third-person RPG. When you think of it like that, it's kind of a shock at all that this game wasn't a complete trash fire when it did release. It was just kind of, eh. Number one, rushed out in five weeks because no one knew what they were doing. E.T. and the Atari 2600. The most infamous failure in video game history, the story of E.T. for the Atari 2600, had to be at the top of this list. EA, Activision, and the rest may have their cardinal sins when it comes to how they manage development of their games, but even they probably know better now than to make the mistakes that Atari made when creating E.T. See, game development at the time was pretty much the Wild West. It was uncharted territory where no one really knew what the hell they were doing, and yet were pouring a sinful glut of video games onto the market. This led to Atari demanding that an E.T. game be made in apparently just five weeks in order for it to come out in time for Christmas. Now, this is an unrealistic time frame for even the simplest of video games, but again, no one from the bottom to the top really knew that yet. Or if they did, they didn't listen to the guys sounding the alarm bells. Whatever the reason, this resulted in a game that broke the camel's back of the video game industry entirely and crashed the whole thing. E.T. failed because no one was being careful with this then experimental new medium. And when you're traveling uncharted territory, someone's gonna fall into a bottomless pit that they just didn't know was there. And it almost makes the game's content kind of prophetic in that regard. So that's our list. Once what you guys think down in the comments below, what do you think of the failures of this game, whether it was in terms of quality or the financials? And do you actually like any of them? Is there any other one who likes Prey as much as I do? Either way, I'm rambling, but while you're down there, could you please give us a like, share, subscribe, and head over to whatculture.com for more lists and news like this every single day. Even if you don't, though, I've been Josh. Thanks so much for watching, and I'll see you soon. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.